This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUreview.com and on your favorite podcast app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get charged up for action that'll shock your system. Tell me that's not cool. An unstoppable superhero and his crew embark on impossible missions and will bring mutated villains to justice. When static's in the house, bad guys better step off. Pull the plug on crime with the adventures of Static Shock. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to episode 239 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good friend, my good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. That's right. It's Liam. Liam, we are, as you have dubbed it, here in Dakota December, I think you've you've dubbed it unofficially here. That's right. I've been (laughs) calling it that the whole time. That's right. We, We did that on purpose. We officially branded it now uh we talked last week how we had also covered static in december of 2021 so um i think i think it's official dakota decembers are here to stay at least for the for the time being but uh we are continuing here uh with another static review after last week's episode brother sister act Uh, you can make sure to check that one out you haven't that it was a fun one to cover and discuss with you but this week we have a uh, another one uh that's famous for a couple of different reasons um we have a couple of guest stars on the show uh from the music business one whom we tragically lost this year far too soon uh, but uh, we'll get into that much later on as we talk about our voice actors liam welcome to yet another episode of the dcau review that's right so uh we gotta yeah there's so many wild guest stars in this episode three to be exact and that one one plays himself one plays a guy who looks like himself and one is kind of uh, going incognito so i look forward to uh, discussing that as you said when we get to our voice acting but yes we have a very exciting episode to talk about uh, near the end of the second season of course with static and a lot of our other non-batman shows we kind of jump around uh, and kind of try to pick some fun ones to do. And uh, and we have a fun one here in the episode, Duped. That is right. And uh, this episode originally aired here in the States on the Kids WB back on April the 27th, 2002, meaning we just passed a few months ago. Well, 
I guess uh, more than a few months ago, about uh, six, seven months ago at this point, eight months ago, we're coming up, <laughs> up uh, on the 21 year anniversary uh, next year, but uh, we just passed the 20 year anniversary of this episode's debut. And before we get into our four categories today, we, of course, we're going to get the official IMDb synopsis for this week's episode brought to you by the pod tower, head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower to check out our entire catalog of episodes including last year's dakota december uh and the reviews that we covered of static and uh and some other episodes that have featured guest stars including static shack a very legendary <laughs> episode that we have already reviewed head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower and subscribe check that out and not only uh, do you get our entire catalog but a catalog of uh, videos from other dcau creators as well yeah, somehow we haven't touched Romeo in the mix, though. That's uh, that's going to be saved for a special occasion. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that and Hoop Squad. Uh, but yes, this is the the synopsis for the episode "Duped," which was written by Len Yuli and uh, Simmons, directed by legendary Dennis Cowan, uh, with music by Richard Wolf and animation by Dong Wu. And that synopsis reads as such. A.J. McLean of the Backstreet Boys is somewhere in Dakota. The girls, the girls of Dakota love him, and a talentless bang baby named Replicon wants to destroy him and take his former business partner's record contract. Now, there's a big, there's a couple of problems with this. <laughs> One, it's a bit, the second sentence is, is very run on. Mm-hmm. Uh, combines a lot of information mm-hmm. uh, Two, um, it's made clear within the first I would say minute of the episode that uh, Adam rubber band man and and replicon were in fact not business partners but just worked together briefly at a record store right so <laughs> it manages to be very long and confusing and also wrong so uh <laughs> D minus this week for the synopsis. Yeah, facts. Don't let facts get in the way of a very long, very poorly worded synopsis. I do love the 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 Carmen Sandiegan ish, uh, AJ McLean of the Backstreet Boys is somewhere in Dakota. <laughs> That's true. That is pretty good. And the girls love him. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the girls love him but yes uh <laughs> i guess uh, that can start off our plot recap here as we go through and then eventually give our plot scores but we open up as uh as we have a a we're in a music store and uh there's uh a couple of gentlemen that are fighting over a keyboard also happening to be in that same uh, same music store is Adam Evans, AKA the rubber band man, as we've covered in several episodes before and rubber band man, of course, has turned his life around at this point has cited sort of as a, uh, as statics, uh, an assistant to, to fighting crime in Dakota later on in the episode, static refers to him as his sidekick, but I don't <laughs> think that's quite official, but uh, we get rubber band man. Who's there looking at uh, some equipment himself and a scuffle breaks out amongst a couple of people. And once the salesman goes, out and attempts to uh to interrupt the fight he realizes that one of the one of the people dressed in the 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 garb of the of the music sales department's like a red vest he realizes he doesn't work there and that uh immediately the jig is up as we we see that that this is in fact this bang baby uh replicon aka marvin roper how much for all this you got a car 
Sell it. Hey, I was gonna buy that. Well, that's tough. I'm doing my own inventory. Dude, if he wants to buy the... Hey, man, you don't work here. No foolish, Sherlock. Bang! Another metahuman freakout. Time for this hero to get on the ball. The name's Replicon. I can be anyone or anything. All I gotta do is this. Then I can squash you like a bug. know each other? He and I were producing partners back in the day. Yo, Marv, reality check. We were stock clerks at Stone Gas, a record store. We just jammed sometimes after work till I figured out he was all talk and no walk. So uh, he begins to sort of wreak havoc and even gives himself a, uh, a bit of expository dialogue there as he introduces who he is and what exactly he can do. Uh, his name is Replicon, and uh, he can pretty much make anything turn into anything that he sees. So he uh, turns himself into a very Zeus-like character off of one of the displays in the area. And later on, he turns into uh, there's like this this sort of gargoyleish, demonic-looking guitar that he turns himself into the same type of creature that's featured on there. And uh, so we get right off the bat, he's he's a shapeshifter. He can turn into various different things and uh, and people if he so chooses to. And we get this uh, we get this fight happen between the two of them uh, and uh, rubber band man, as you mentioned, it acknowledges uh, knowing who this person is, uh, that they worked in a record store together at one point. But, uh, you know, that that his music was terrible and that uh, Replicon was was quite selfish and uh, they separated. And, and uh, so we we learn at that point that Replicon is he's no good. He's clearly not a not a good individual. He's one of the bang babies, unfortunately, that has been uh, negatively affected by the Big Bang. And uh, they have a small scuffle in this record shop between him and Static and Rubber Band Man. But unfortunately, Replicon is able to escape. And uh, that's when uh, we kind of get our next, the next portion of our episode where we kind of learn what the, what the plot, the deep plot of the episode is going to be as we see Static back in his kitchen making some food and he gets a call from, uh, from, from Rubber Band Man himself. And uh, Adam is looking for his, his, uh, his, his latest mixtape uh, and is asking because he, he left it with static sister. So um, he, uh, he decides that he's going to, uh, to ask static to bring it to, uh, to this, this location, but he's being very secretive about it. Um, we also had a, uh, a brief little bit, I think at the school where mm-hmm. uh, they happen to slip in that the, that both uh, that uh, Daisy and Frida are both like head over heels in love with the Backstreet Boys because who wouldn't be in the year 2002, right? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, it's, I feel like that's even like a little past their prime, but yes. 98, 99 was probably, I don't know. Tweet us if you're a Backstreet Boys uh, aficionado. Let us know when the, the heyday, I mean, you may say that they're still in their heyday right now, but when was the glory days, you know, 
Backstreet's back, all right, and all that. Um, you know that that I feel like was late '90s, maybe 2000. Uh, so this was in 2002, as we mentioned. So a couple years past their prime. But these girls are obsessed, obsessed to the point where they have an entire section of the 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 school website devoted to the Backstreet Boys and various different things, including AJ's tattoos, which are. Uh, it may be an important thing later on here in the episode. Chekhov's <laughs> tattoos here. <laughs> Precisely. Hey, what are you doing? Mr. C told us to update the class website. With 10 pages on the Backstreet Boys? We're not doing a fan magazine. We're supposed to be writing news. This is news. It's a feature article about the impact popular music has on society. We're just using the Backstreet Boys as an example. Click here for Nick's new haircut. Kevin and Brian's weddings, Howie's acting jobs, and of course, AJ's tattoos. You think we're just a couple of mindless, giggling fans, don't you? You know, I find that insulting. Insulting and demeaning. Okay, okay, sorry. Honest, we apologize. Well, you'd better. Though, I do think AJ looks better with just the mustache. Definitely, you know, that's well, I don't mind. Hey. Wait a minute. <laughs> we learned that um, as Virgil Virgil takes the CD and meets meets Adam up at uh, this secret spot, he learns that it is in fact a secret recording studio. And we learn that it's being kept secret because in fact AJ from the Backstreet Boys happens to be in town, and, uh, and Adam is attempting to get a record contract through AJ. And uh, so Adam, Adam uh, takes the CD and tries to, to usher Virgil out quite quickly before he learns that AJ is the one that uh, is listening to the music. But of course, we get the reveal that AJ is in fact going to be a big part of this episode, bigger maybe than anybody could have ever imagined. And uh, he, he, as he steps out of an office and static sort of can't believe that AJ happens to be in Dakota but, uh, you know, he's sworn to secrecy by Adam to make sure that he doesn't tell anybody because he doesn't want this to be a big thing. And he knows that people will go crazy and show up and it could ruin his chance at a record contract. So Virgil swears that he's not going to tell a soul until we get our very next split second scene change. And uh, we learned that that's not true. <laughs> yes. And. As we learned last week uh, in, in Brother Sister Act, there's pretty much no one worse <laughs> in perhaps the entire DCAU at keeping a secret or helping someone keep a secret than one Richie Foley. And uh, quite soon after uh, Virgil sort of tells him, uh, you know, the big secret that AJ's in town and that Adam might be on his way to getting a record label uh, or a record deal, uh, we, of course... Uh, have uh, have Richie almost immediately, seemingly uh, <laughs> going going back into the uh, the school newsroom and uh, bragging about a secret that he knows about uh, about AJ and uh, and of course uh, Frida and 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 Daisy. Like I guess because Richie still in these earlier seasons, he's kind of like he's like the shaggy or like the jughead of this. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, so they just they just offer him food, and and before you know it, <laughs> there's a uh, there's a crowd of uh, of crazy teenagers. Although it's a crowd, but there ends up being like six people there. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's not a big city, Dakota. I have to imagine, but right. uh, but yes, it's, it's a the uh, wildest fans you could imagine. The wildest six people, the <laughs> most rabid six people that are fans of the Backstreet. Yeah, they they 
easily defeat rubber band man as we'll get to in a second here but yes it's it's clear there's a little bit of commotion now and and of course uh, adam is very upset about this and, and feeling frustrated but uh but if aj sort of uh, tries to assure him that hey maybe we can use this as publicity and that uh and that it'll it'll look good for him because uh because uh because hey the he was with aj when this mob of fans happened so they can kind of try to transfer some of this buzz to adam as they are trying to get him signed uh, uh, by this record label. And of course there's a, there's a scene a little bit earlier, I think that happens where we see AJ meeting with the, with the record producer and, and his assistant, as well as, uh, as well as of course, Adam is there as well. And they're sort of just talking about how AJ loves his music and, and, and wants, wants uh, Lester Biggs, the record producer to sign him and, and uh, of course, Replicon has snuck in himself at this point and sees that and kind of has a sinister plot at hand. So when uh, when all heck breaks loose and the uh, and the girls go crazy, despite uh, Rubber Band Man's best attempts to keep to keep them uh, apart from AJ and, uh, and AJ ends up running back into an alley and it seems like all hope is lost and these six teenage girls are going to trample him. Uh, we, he is saved at the last second by static, of course, who flies in trying to make things right after he inadvertently through telling Richie sort of caused all of this commotion and gives him a rider and back to his hotel. And, uh, and after getting a, an autograph sign sort of goes on his merry way. And as we, we see AJ going inside, we notice that he is not alone. And in fact, Replicon has a new plan that involves in fact, impersonating AJ and that's sort of where we get to our, our big third act here. Yeah. And he, he, so he, he goes in and he, he completely and totally sabotages uh, Adam's record contract as we learn and uh, posing as AJ convinces uh, the, the contract uh, to be terminated and instead uh, have a deal signed for Marvin Roper, AKA Replicon uh, instead. So he poses, uh, continues to pose as AJ. There's a, a pretty funny scene where he's playing uh, some of Replicon's own rap music for the 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 uh, the record label per, uh, <laughs> uh, president, and is uh, and it's clear clear that he's not receiving it very well. He doesn't like it. So at that point, AJ, uh, well, Marvin posing as AJ, Replicon posing as AJ, threatens to end their deals, their business dealings together. So uh, the, 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 the president of the record label decides at this point that it's not worth it. He'll, he can sign this guy and he'd rather keep AJ around. So, what do you think there, Lesma man? Slamming, right? Uh, it's not quite what I thought it was gonna be. I hear you, LB. It gets better and better every time I hear it, too. That's not what I mean. Do you really like this? Because it's not what I was expecting to get from you. Are you dissing this demo? Look, AJ, I've been in this business a long time. This ear has made me big money. Frankly, this track isn't in the same league as Adam's. You're forgetting who I am, man. I want this Marvin guy signed. That's what's going to make me happy. And if I'm not happy, I'm out of here. Like that. Hey, whatever you want, AJ. He's as good as signed. Pleasure doing business with you, LB. 
So celebrating t- sort of to himself, Replicon then walks walks out of this office, goes into a bathroom, and shifts back into his his Marvin Roper form. And uh, and then somebody walks in on him in the bathroom. So he quickly shifts back to to AJ as he's sort of looking in the mirror. And uh, he walks outside, and he's actually uh, accosted by uh, some media, some actual media, not the the school media that was chasing after uh, the real AJ earlier before. But he uh, gives a, a a public declaration of of support for for Marvin Roper's music, and talks about how Adam's stuff just wasn't quite cutting it. And uh, as the news report is being watched by uh, by by Daisy and and uh, and Static and and uh, Frida and Richie, actually, they uh, Frida and, and Daisy happen to notice that the tattoos on AJ's arms are in the wrong places. They've, aha, <laughs> as we've said, it was very important that we had an entire page uh, dropped earlier on in that little factoid that the girls are very familiar with his tattoos, that they were on the opposite arms. So this immediately makes Static very suspect as to what's going on and believes that uh, you know, something might be up and that Replicon may in fact be behind it, especially when he goes to uh, to Adam's house. They go to try and find AJ. AJ's nowhere to be fi- found. Adam's nowhere to be found. And uh, we, we learn quickly thereafter that uh, Static was right all along as he's discovered that, uh, in fact, AJ has been kidnapped by Replicon. And uh, Replicon is, uh, is about to do away with him uh, because he's really not needed anymore. And uh, is in need of need of a, a hero, despite putting up a formidable fight himself. Uh, he is in <laughs> fact, he's in fact needing a hero to save him, and that uh, of course happens to be Static, who arrives at just the right time uh, to to help defeat Mr. Coolio. I mean, uh, I mean Marvin Roper, Replicon. <laughs> and, uh, we we get uh, we get kind of the uh, the the bow on the end of the episode here, as we get uh, one final interaction. Uh, between between uh, well how he's defeated the irony of how he's defeated is pretty great too as AJ manages to slip a pair of headphones over <laughs> over <laughs> Replicon's ears in the middle of this fight and just uh, crank the volume static questions if it was uh, the reverb that he used on it and he said no nope, it was just his own music that made him uh, made him <laughs> get uh, get knocked out conscious so yeah, uh, so that that kind of puts the the end of the the uh, towards the end of the episode as we we kind of have one final scene that wraps everything up. That's right. We get a pretty humorous deal. We get a little a little postscript as we see that uh, all is right in the world. Uh, Adam does get in fact get his record label and a record deal, and he's uh, excited to be working with AJ going forward. And Richie and Virgil are sort of talking amongst themselves as to, you know, whether or not this signing a record deal actually means anything, if, if Adam's actually going to become famous or not, but, uh, and, and Virgil's not so sure. But then, of course, they turn around and see that the, uh, the two Backstreet Boys superfans, Frida and Daisy, are now wearing shirts with Adam's face on it. And, uh, and that, of course, uh, excites them. And uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird ending it just feels like it comes out of nowhere but it's just i guess you know it's just two teenage guys being picky. but they decide that, uh, that this is good news for them and so they uh, they begin to rap about themselves and dance out of the diner and uh and and 
leaving leaving Daisy and Frida to just kind of uh, stare at them open mouthed and uh, before affirming that neither of them knew, knows those people. And uh, that's so that's our actual end of the episode. So we we get our happy ending in a in a in a very broad wacky bit of uh, of musical comedy to to wrap us up here. So that's that's where we leave things in uh, in Dakota this week. Hey guys! Hey guys! Who is that on your shirt? Adam, of course. He's so cool. Then again, there's nothing wrong with being a one-hit wonder. My name is Virgil, and I'm here to say nobody sings and raps my way. I'm his pal Richie, and I must agree. Together we make great harmony. Harmony, 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 yeah um i i'm i'm not gonna lie this episode had about 200 percent too much aj mclean in it for my liking uh he ends up kind of being the hero in the episode as Mm -hmm. i said he has this this bang baby that can replicate himself into various different creatures and monsters and in the final battle he create he sort of morphs into this wolfman looking uh, character mm-hmm. i and- think that's a reused mod. we can talk about that in visuals i think that's a reused model from a season one character i think okay i think i so- saw that on the dcau wiki it's in one of the f- first episodes of the series i want to say okay all right um so yeah regardless he turns into this this werewolf looking creature and is about to beat him but not before aj pulls an entire like he escapes out of being tied up first of all on his own <laughs> escapes on his own pulls a giant bookshelf down on top of of him and then uh is able ultimately is the the cause of defeat by slipping these headphones on him um so much of the episode is spent like following this either the fake aj around or or having aj have dialogue it was like there was a contractual agreement where they're like all right we're gonna bring you in for this episode and he's like all right i'll only do it if i'm in it for 73.4 percent of the episode and they're like all right it's a deal well who else is bigger than aj mcclain right now am i am i right um yeah i this episode spent not there's barely any static in it if there's barely it feels like any rubber band man in it also there's yeah it's, it's it's so much of it is focused on this goofy premises uh of of this guy that just happens to look like coolio that is so not the real life coolio looks like coolio his character model is modeled Uh after coolio is trying to sabotage the actual real life aj mclean who is an actual real life person uh in 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 this show and in real life so it so much of it is spent with like the back and forth and it's so goofy like this could have been so much better and so much different i would have much rather have seen coolio get his own episode like we get a episode with coolio Mm -hmm. even if you want to use the same character and he doesn't want to be coolio that's fine i i prefer that if you're going to have these if you're going to have these these uh, celebrity appearances like we we have in this i would much rather it be make the character model look like whoever the celebrity is and just let them be bang baby 
xyz like yeah i prefer that to having oh this isn't the actual real life celebrity and i get it it's a trope that was used in cartoons and probably still is used in cartoons but it's it's to me it's more fun if you know you know and there's a reason why this character looks like this so it's more of a wink and a nod than it is oh yeah aj from the backstreet boys oh yeah the backstreet boys also exist in the dcau so apparently yeah so we have to we have to now wrap our minds around that it's just so it's just not good like i i did not like this episode's plot (laughs) at all um i found myself just utterly and totally just flabbergasted that we spent so much time not with static not fighting this really cool villain that can shape shift and change into different like creatures and instead he uses his power for 90 percent of the episode to look like aj mcclain <laughs> um so for all for all those reasons i ended up giving plot a three out of ten what about you wow um I don't, yeah, I don't think we need the disagreement alarm for this, but I went a little bit higher. I went five out of 10. I, I had fun with this. I think it's very, uh, you know, it's very light. It is very, it is very AJ McLean heavy. There is something to, to what you, what you're saying about celebrities coming in and playing yourself themselves always kind of dates uh, the material mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, this, this world generally feels pretty timeless when we review it week to week um other than a any even things like rotary phones or something that you might see pop up work because of the way that you know the world is structured and the way that you know the animated series were kind of set in this alternate you know 19 1930s to 1950s world um but yeah there's something about just having a (laughs) a 1990s 2000 celebrity show up as themselves that is uh, that's a little bit odd i do think i did want more more uh, more coolio i was thinking about him compared to like uh ice t as the splicer villain right and uh and probably uh and and how how fun it can be to have like a really famous person like that um playing a villain in your show and and he's good I and mean, we'll talk about that in voice acting but yeah i would have liked to have seen more replicon especially because of the the cool character uh powers like you you don't even really do a thing there's like a throwaway line that static has when he's talking to aj about how he and he and adam don't really get along as uh, as crime fighting pals mm-hmm. and like so you would think that maybe would lead to some conflict as we have seen them have in, in other episodes where you know, Replicon disguises himself as one of them and, you know, and tries to start a fight or something like that. But we don't, we don't really get that. Adam's not even involved in the, in the final confrontation. Static goes alone to, uh, to save AJ, which as you mentioned, AJ is kind of holding his own against this very powerful metahuman and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and everything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's just very strange. It's a very strange episode of television the uh, the the subplot of of Frida and Daisy who are like these really the really smart uh, you know with it uh, popular girls just losing all <laughs> all sense of dignity when when this Backstreet boy shows up like I think that's fun and some of that subplot is is fun and yeah like I said I think there's there's elements here of a fun uh, of a fun episode that could have been an actual really good episode if maybe you as you said, tone down the uh, 
the Backstreet Boy a little bit and and maybe focus this more on on Rubber Band Man and 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 uh, and and his struggle to to move on from uh, you know the life of crime and and take these positive steps forward in his life or or something like that. But as it is, he's kind of a side character, despite, you know, this, this big record deal kind of being the the plot thread throughout the whole episode. So yeah, all, all in all, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't dislike it quite as much as you did, but I, I would definitely agree that there's a, there's a lot of missed opportunities with, uh, with this one, especially with our villain. I would argue that the writers were very mean to Coolio. Not very nice. <laughs> Not as mean as Weird Al was to Julio, though. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next category, Liam, which is going to be animation and visuals. And uh, interestingly enough, so as we I, we didn't mention at the beginning, but this is still technically, I believe, season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you watched this episode in preparation for this week's review, or you know, uh, this episode looks a whole heck of a lot like episodes we're used to seeing from from season three and four uh, in that the characters seem to have gotten quite the makeover. We ha- now have cell shading, uh, a lot more three dimensional looking characters. Um, Frida looks like a completely different character compared to her, mm-hmm. <laughs> her season one and early season two character models. But uh, so this is a Dongwu animation uh, credited production, I believe. And uh, we have, uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the great Dennis Cowan responsible for the, the direction for this week's episode. But man, if 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 it doesn't just it didn't just blow me away that, wow, what a difference that makes in quality and production. Like it just takes the show even as goofy and as much as I did not like the plot the this episode is beautiful um there's so many so many things that i loved about this obviously uh, i mentioned being disappointed that that uh that replicon didn't get more screen time as replicon because he really has a, a really cool set of of, uh, of powers there being able to replicate anything i almost wonder if they had him in this sort of disguise mode for most of the episode because of the the cost of whatever it was that made those transformations in the first scene and then the last scene uh happen and look so good but mm-hmm. man that first scene him transforming into that that zeus-like creature or that zeus-like character that he sees on the the display and then, uh, you know, him, his transformation into that gargoyle creature. And then, as we said later on, he gets the he gets the werewolf treatment, man, like it. Those transitions were great. The character models, I thought, looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everything else about this episode, I thought it just looks so much higher quality uh, than than we're used to. And it's it's just the little things of adding like cell shading and shadows and mm-hmm. uh, being able to to give those characters a little bit more dimension. We have a, a full scene that takes place at nighttime in this episode, which sort of differentiates and breaks up the the bright blue skies and can hide mm-hmm. some of that stuff that we're that we've talked about that can be exposed uh, in in all daylight scenes. So uh, it's it's really really great. I really loved uh, the the fight scenes and, and I think the transformations were the things that stood out mostly to me. Um, and not for nothing, like it's not always easy to to replicate what a a real actual human being that we're used to seeing looks like and then trans uh, translate that to animation mm-hmm. form. Um, so having having the ability to um, to to get AJ and and Coolio's look 
to look like the people that they're based off of or who's playing them or who they're supposed to be, um, I don't think is an easy task. And while they're a cartoony, you know, DCAU version of them, I thought they were pretty spot on. I, I enjoyed both of their, uh, both of them being brought into this world, um, which is why I said, I think it, I would have loved to have seen some of these guest stars just play people uh, play characters because then you can just yeah. be like, oh it's like it's like an act bringing an actor in or a guest star in to act in an episode which people do all the time so shows do all the time so mm-hmm. um but i thought this episode was was absolutely gorgeous to look at i was i was just mesmerized by that that small difference that 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 cell shading <laughs> and and uh bringing up the production value can do to make it make a show look look so much uh prettier i know we we say that a lot going back and forth between the later episodes and the earlier episodes but it was really really noticeable here this week yeah i think in my head it's always just like a clean cut and when static gets a new costume that's when the uh that's when the show designs changed and the, you know, the style of the coloration of the show and things like that. And the models are, are, are switched here, but yeah, this is, this is, and it, so it was almost like not off putting, but strange, strange to me first, because we're still seeing like the, you know, the old, the old static costume and everything just updated into this, you know, this slightly new look, but, you know, Richie on the other hand, you know, he's got, he's got his earring now. He's, he's got like the baggier shirt on now. So he's already kind of in his season three look. So it's, yeah, it was, it was interesting. They haven't, they hadn't updated uh, Daisy yet, but they, they'd already kind of started to tweak a lot of these models and, 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 and tweak the way, the way they colored it certainly. And it's funny because, you know, recently um, uh, best friend of the show, Monica Cabina was sharing some uh, preview panels of uh, one of the upcoming issues of the Batman Adventures Continue uh, season three book, which will be on sale starting in January. And she talked about how uh, on this particular issue where she is coloring the uh, the pencils and inks of one uh, another friend of our show, uh, Kevin Altieri, mm-hmm. that uh, that she's used to coloring all of the the Batman stuff very flatly, but that because of Kevin's art style, it kind of wasn't, it wasn't working properly. And so she had to kind of adjust her her style. And I, I was thinking about that because when we talk about like the flat colors, the lack of shadows and cell shading and stuff, if you look at like uh, the new Batman adventures, for instance, there's not, that's a pretty flatly colored show as far as like our, our heroes outfits and everything mm-hmm. by design, but somehow it doesn't, come off quite as awkward and i do wonder if that's because so much of this static show is set during the day mm-hmm. and so not only is it flatly colored but it's also there's no shadows there's no you know there's no way to sort of artificially darken the the color palette a little bit so mm-hmm. that it doesn't look so so flat i guess and 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 cartoony for lack of a better term but yeah. uh but yeah there's there's definitely something to that but because I've I've been thinking about that a lot with these these earlier static episodes or or the the couple of Zeta episodes we've covered. It's like why does why does this flat coloring look so much different than the flat coloring in in these other shows that we might review? So um, it, yeah, I think I think it definitely makes a world of difference, and it's uh, it's it, the show just looks looks better um, as you mentioned. I mean, go, going down the giving Coolio kind of the the wild uh, braids and everything that he, he very much, you know, there were his trademark in, in real life and the, uh, the kind of the swirling transition uh, when he changes almost feels like more magical than, 
then uh, metahuman he doesn't sort of you know shape shift the way that martian manhunter or, or clayface do so he kind of makes him unique again in that way so yeah there's a lot of uh what i thought was pretty pretty unique stuff in here and, and it's it's fun you wish there was more action especially when you have like rubber band man there and this shape-shifting villain and static there's an opportunity there for more uh fun fight scene something that would really give us something to sink our teeth into but yeah overall i uh, i really enjoyed the look of the show yeah i i wholeheartedly agree and that's that's why i ended up with a uh with a pretty strong score of a nine out of ten for this week i think it's just it's a great episode and it's it's like i said comparing it between uh, earlier season two and season one it's it's unfair in a lot of ways to do that as we've said because of budgets and all that stuff but uh man it was uh it's it's just night and day like it's it's just makes so much of a difference that it's hard not to not to give such a higher score than than normal maybe for some of these episodes so nine out of ten for me what about you yeah, I went just one tick lower. I went eight out of ten. Um, I uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really fantastic top to bottom. Um, I just maybe was uh, was was hoping for a little bit more action, a little bit more excitement when it comes to uh, some of the cool characters we had uh, to play with this week. But uh, as mentioned, uh, we had a lot of uh, <laughs> we had a lot of AJ McLean to get through. But yeah, as as you mentioned, the character designs for him, and and as I already mentioned for uh, for Replicon. Uh, we're 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 very neat and uh, yeah I think I think it's a it's a fun episode to look at like I said it it might take you a minute if you've been watching the earlier static episodes and then you come to this one the way we did it is almost like whiplash for a second there especially I think because like I said because static is still in the the old costume but uh, but yeah it's it's a lot of fun from start to finish here we go all right Liam our next category is going to be of course music which, uh, which, as uh, as longtime listeners know, maybe you just heard last week, not usually a, a huge fan of. But I thought this week, uh, for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of distracting music <laughs> that contained lyrics, other than our typical uh, static theme and uh, one of those other bumper themes that has like uh, I think they say "Let's go, let's go" or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't find too much of the music this week distracting. Um, I, I did notate the music during the final battle was, of course, very poignant. We love when our hero themes come into play and uh, having Static's theme play as uh, he sort of he and and uh, and AJ are triumphantly uh, victorious over over Replicon. You got to you got to love that. So bringing that uh, to the crescendo at the end of the episode is great. Um I uh, didn't have too much else to say other than I also like how they went way, way over the top to make Replicon's music sound so, so bad. <laughs> that was my, that was going to be my notes. They made his beats extra trash. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, but as far as static episodes go, nothing offensive for this episode. Uh, so I ended up giving it a five out of 10. What about you? Yeah, I went just one point higher. I went six out of ten. I, like I said, I really, I really liked that. I really liked the bit of, of Replicon having terrible music because that's sort of implied earlier in the episode when uh, when when Adam is is talking about why their uh, potential partnership didn't uh, didn't come to any any uh, fruition, and uh, then hearing it there and 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 is uh, is a lot of fun. And yeah, I think you have your your kind of average static music i always i did like the bit because before the lyrics of the static theme don't kick in until static jumps into the room at the at the for the final fight there but it's kind of building up to it like the 
the drums are getting faster and the and the uh and it you sort of hear the uh you know like the 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 little instrumental part of it and you know he's about to burst in and then right as the the werewolf is about to grab our backstreet boy the the door bursts open and the 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 electric you know the lightning blast comes flying in and then we get the uh you know the static theme coming in with lyrics and all so i i enjoyed that bit and then as as we always talk about the way they they get in and out of the the hero themes and and weave that into the the music that was already happening in the scene is always fun so yeah nothing nothing too great to uh, to write home about this week but uh yeah i thought some uh, some good stuff on display there from uh from mr richard wolf there we go all right liam well let's bring us home with our final category of the day which of course is going to be voice acting now we've already alluded to two of our guest stars but as you mentioned we had a surprise special secret guest third guest star a very memorable name that we'll talk about here in just a second and uh, of course the rest of our of our cast uh, on this week's uh, edition of voice acting yeah, I'll run through some of our uh, our familiar names who don't uh, get as much to do here. We do have Michelle Morgan as Sharon just briefly. We have, uh, of course, Crystal Scales as Daisy and Danica McKellar as Frida, and they get they do get a little bit to do. They they're they're pretty funny, especially interacting with uh, with uh, with Richie and and Virgil in this one. But uh, but they they have some fun stuff to do there with uh, Jason Marston as Richie. And uh, interestingly enough, it's a, it's a, a, a familiar voice, uh, Tia, Tia Tejada, as, uh, as, Re- as Rita, who's sort of the, the right-hand woman to, uh, to Lester Biggs at the, at the record store. She's played, uh, Tia Tejada is uh, the voice of Talon on this show. Oh. And, and it makes sense because when, I, when she started speaking, I was like, I think that's Talon's voice. Is Talon in this episode? She <laughs> isn't. <laughs> They just ha- had some extra lines and they said she was probably in the studio. I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to play a different character? So they let her, let her do some extra recording. So you, you got to love that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't recognize that, but that's a nice, uh, nice pull there. I probably should have. That's right. And then uh, of course we have Kadeem Hardison returning as her band man here again, doesn't get a ton to do um, not as much as an episode that, was kind of focused on like an old friend of his coming back to try to ruin his life should have anyway. Right. But that's more of a problem on plot. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hardison, not, not doesn't have a lot to do. Like I said, I think he's, he's kind of funny in that opening scene when he's, when he's explaining just who this guy is to static, but uh, not, not a, not a ton for him to do. Yeah. It's on, as you said, it's unfortunate based on the episode sort of revolving around him, but, um, and, or the plot, kind of him being a big part of that but not having a lot of screen time within the plot we got gotta get aj in here we gotta get more lines out of AJ. <laughs> uh yeah uh and i think the only thing i would say is i think every time uh prior to this that we have or prior episodes to this that we've reviewed i feel like this this performance out of him shows that uh he seems to be getting more comfortable in that role um, so there was a little bit more emotion, his frustration when he's uh, upset with static for sure, you know, spilling the beans about where, where this, uh, where this uh, rec- secret recording studio is and their back and forth was, was great. So yeah, he, he's getting more comfortable in that role, got to show a little bit more of his, uh, his range, but unfortunately uh, not what he likely deserved uh, for, based on his character being a, a, a center point of the, the plot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, speaking of him, let's talk about the man of the hour here, AJ McLean as himself. <laughs> uh, I mean, as a voice actor, 
he's fine um doesn't he, he he's one of those it's just it's like a celebrity that comes in and there's a there are some celebrities that you're like oh my goodness they should know like do they do they speak in like do they ever speak do they know how to speak in public like what <laughs> is this an, is it like why do they sound so emotionless he doesn't sound emotionless but he also doesn't he's also not an actor either right so uh, it's uh, yeah i sounds like a regular fella yep <laughs> who they put in a booth and said can you read these lines please correct yes i think i think that's that's the long and short of it and the, the best compliment we can pay him yes so elsewhere as alluded to cal a couple of times now playing uh the the record producer lester biggs is one uh malcolm jamal warner Mm-hmm. who most famously would be uh, remembered as the the son the eldest son on the cosby show mm-hmm. which uh, is a hard show to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> he is the he's theo i think most right. people remember theo and and i think you can still love love theo and that character perhaps <laughs> i don't know i haven't tried to go back and watch any. i was gonna say it's just it's a weird thing because it was like one of the most popular sitcoms in the history of america mm-hmm and then it turned out that the person who helmed it was allegedly, we'll say for legal reasons, a monster. Right. Um, and so it just kind of disappeared. Like it's not on, in, it used to be on in like syndication and Nick at night and all that, like you could still find it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a weird thing when one of those other, when one of the actors from it pop up in something where you go, oh, what? Oh yeah, I know what they're from. I watched a ton of this show when I was a kid because again, it was on in reruns for years and years when we were young. Um, I know him very well, but it's a weird thing because wasn't he also in Community? Did he play somebody? He did. He played Shirley's uh, Shirley's husband. Let's on, just say uh, he's from Community. Then that's well, the, thank God. <laughs> then, we can, then we can ignore the fact that he was Theo on on the Cosby. That's show. right. He's Andre on Community, and that that's is. the uh, that's that's the important <laughs> distinction here. But. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, again. It's a very minor role. There is there is some really good co- uh, comedy, I think, with him. And uh, as mentioned, Coolio uh, playing replica- Replicon slash Marvin in this episode. Uh, when when uh, when uh, <laughs> when Replicon as AJ is trying to give uh, trying to give Lester uh, uh, Marvin's beats and telling him what what a great. Uh, great job he's doing uh <laughs> lester's reaction is pretty good as far as him just trying anything to talk his big star out of uh committing somewhat of a career suicide here yeah it's it's pretty strong it's 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 kind of sad to me because malcolm jamal warner is such an i as you said an iconic actor obviously this is prior to everyone knowing what the show that he was on not that he perpetuated any of the alleged right things that happened there but uh, this is prior to him being associated with something that he would no longer likely to be associated with. And he's kind of given this backseat role. Like, can't you, I would much rather have seen him in a starring role where he's not buried beneath like essentially two other celebrities that we have already mentioned were much more in the forefront because one of the characters clearly looks like the, the guy that he's that he's voiced by and the other guy is literally the guy like i i get this is after the heyday this is like a decade or plus maybe maybe a little less than a decade maybe right it was early 90s that that the cosby show was 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 in its heyday yeah uh, yeah definitely in the early 90s, early 90s. yeah it it feels very odd 
that they kind of buried him in a role sort of third fiddle almost in this episode behind uh you know aj mclean and 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 coolio so i don't know i i like what he does in the episode i wish they'd been able to give him a little bit more to do just Mm -hmm. because of who he is and what he you know what he meant to pop culture for for a period of time um it's a shame it feels like it's it's great that they were able to bring him in for a bit role but would have been cool to see him in, in a bigger role at some point so um i think he does a fantastic job in what he does though what they asked of him so uh not not his issue not his not his fault that they only right small role absolutely yeah i think he does a he's a fun job like you said it's a it's a very minor role though and yeah then that as mentioned we have a coolio playing replicon of course he gets to bounce off as mentioned, a lot of AJ uh, and a little bit of uh, Kadeem Hardison as uh, as Rubber Band Man, and then a little bit of Phil Lamar as Static. But uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's good. Like he's above average on the celebrity coming in to voice somebody. And again, I wonder if it's because they gave him a, a, an actual character to play. And obviously, this was not Coolio's only acting role. Right. You know, he did he did some acting and all throughout his career. Um, so. It's, you know he was maybe a little bit more polished than some of our other than uh our other musical guest star in the episode but Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think he's he's good and he has like a certain like kind of cocky like sliminess to him and the way he's kind of taunting whether it's static or or rubber band man or or aj throughout the episode and he's got like a real sinister edge to him so a pretty pretty good job for mr coolio here i think yeah i think i think he did a solid solid with what he was given as i said it it really sucks like it feels like all three of these people that we talked about if you're gonna have no forget it get aj mclean out of my face (laughs) like why is this guy in a in a in a static shock episode makes no sense but okay you're gonna have aj mclean in an episode make it his episode and bring in i don't know ebon as the as the person that is trying to upset rubber band man's record career or something like why it feels wasted almost that you have coolio and malcolm jamal warner uh two uh as you said uh, Malcolm Jamal Jamal Warner more so than Coolio perhaps but two uh well gifted actors that can that can act on their own and it feels like unfortunately they're taking the back seat as far as focus is concerned to a lot of AJ McLean dialogue and uh and <laughs> un- unfortunately it feels feels like they were very mean to Coolio you know <laughs> not very nice um <laughs> But yeah, I I would just I, it hurts me to say that this episode featured so much more AJ McLean than it did Coolio. That's all. It's all. It's all. Yeah, that's in my heart of hearts. I thought this was the Coolio episode, you know. And it's really not. Yeah, I think <laughs> when we uh, when we picked it last week, when we were talking. I think on and off the air, we referred to it as the uh, as the Coolio episode, and and uh, yeah, it's it's really not. Unfortunately, it's really uh, the AJ McLean episode featuring a dash of Coolio and a little bit of Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's right. And a little bit of static, our main character. That's it. Yes. But yeah, as mentioned, even even Phil Lamar doesn't have a ton to do in this episode. I mean, we get more of him than kind of any of our other main characters. But even then, it just he's either there to, to do a little exposition and you know, dump uh, to get something there. And like I said, there is there is some fun with him and, and Jason Marsden interacting with uh, with Crystal Scales and, and Danica McKellar as Daisy and Frida. I think they they're they're, you know, uh, 
rapport with each other is good and it feels like they're all friends and they're kind of busting each other's chops over the you know the girls fangirling over the backstreet boys and then you know virgil and richie just kind of being big dumb dorks at the end of the episode so like there's there's some fun there but as far as uh the the main episode there's not a lot for static to do so uh you know for all those reasons uh as much as i really i really like pretty much everybody and again i don't think aj mclean does a bad job for a non-actor right <laughs> but uh he maybe brings the average down a little bit so uh for for all those reasons i ended up giving voice acting a seven out of ten yeah i actually gave it the same exact score um i i think that i was teetering between a six and a seven i think coolio's performance albeit in the small dose that he was given along with Malcolm Jamal Warner's were enough to bring it up just a notch there. And uh, it probably would have been higher had they been given larger roles, as I stated. So, uh, you know, if revisionist history, maybe you go back in time and not make this the AJ McLean, uh, McLean episode, but release the Coolio cut. Now we're talking. Absolutely. He deserves it. All right, Liam. Well, that will begin uh, to wrap the episode up. So let's go ahead and get our totals together here. Totaling all of my scores up, I end up with a 24 out of 40. What about you? Yeah, and I'm just a couple points higher, uh, that being a 26 out of 40. All right, where do we land here on rewatchability? Because it is another Rubber Band Man saga. We know mm-hmm. the Rubber Band Man's character growth continues throughout. I was going to say, I was thinking about that. Um I think one day when, when we've covered all the big important episodes, Rubber Band Man is probably like has the meatiest character. <laughs> He's going to get his own DCAU spotlight episode. At some I think point. he could. I yeah. think he could because yeah, he, I mean, from villain to uh, you know, kind of would be hero, his, his relationship with Ebon, which is really only ex- explored in the one episode. And then this one, he gets his record deal. And then that, that kind of becomes a, a plot point when he comes back in the later seasons that he's, you know, on tour and he's this famous musician now. So it's like the, the character arc of, uh, of rubber band man is strong. So, yeah, I think for that reason, you kind of gotta, you gotta give it at least one thumb up, even if the episode doesn't quite all come together as far as a enjoyable uh, episode of static, I think for the, uh, for the continued, uh, uh, ascension of, of rubber band, man. I think, I think, I think it's at least a one thumb up here. And I think it sort of falls into that unfortunate, uh, category where, because this features a real life celebrity in it and static did several of these, you almost have to give it a thumb for that also because of just like, it's kind of like Scooby yeah. meets the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, it's just like one of those things. It's like, you kind of have to see this to believe it. It's a bite of pop culture at the yeah. time. Um, even though it's technically, <clears throat> it wasn't in the DCAU quite yet. Uh, it wasn't grafted into, we we're getting there, but we still have this remnant of, of, uh, of, of celebrity guest stars being used to try and get people to tune in to watch it. Uh, and, and who's bigger than the Backstreet Boys. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's very, it's sort of that bite of pop culture from this time. It works against it because it dates it, but it's also sort of a nice little, Hey, these people were relevant during this time and everybody knew who they were. So uh, you know, you, you got to You got to cut kind of had to be there to enjoy it, but we can also share it with the next generation to be like, Hey, these were important celebrities at this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah and to your point, it's, it's, it's one of the things about static, right? Mm-hmm, That's like, mm-hmm. 
there's whether it's athletes or, or musical artists or whatever, there's a lot of these episodes of static where a, a celebrity shows up playing themselves. So uh, that's, that almost becomes a genre in and of itself. Precisely. So yeah, I, I give it a one thumbs up for that, uh, that in and of itself. So there you go. All right, Liam. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in this week. We appreciate it. Don't forget to support the podcast. You can do that a couple of different ways. First of all, if you're listening to us, that's one way of supporting us. So we thank you for doing that. Um, there's a couple of additional ways that we would love for you to consider. One would be subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Google, Spotify. We're on all the major platforms. Uh, if you head over to Spotify, we have a Spotify exclusive polls and questions for our listeners every single week. You can just uh, go click on the episode and answer those. We'd love to get some feedback and some, some uh, your thoughts. Have a lot of fun with posting those. So feel free to interact with us that way and uh, leave a five-star review while you're there. We appreciate that. Right now we are, we are at the five-star review for, uh, for Spotify. Uh, it was part of our, of our Spotify podcast wrapped this week that we are still ranked at a five. So a uh, shout out to everybody that has already done that and, uh, mm-hmm. and continues to rank us a five. We, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, same with Apple. If you want to support us there, uh, leave a five-star review, leave a little blurb if you want to about what you like about the podcast. Uh, you can also support us directly. If you go to anchor.fm slash DCAU review, there's a link there. We, uh, we had a new supporter this week. So shout out to, uh, to Cameron for, for uh, joining the support there. We appreciate that. Uh, too kind, far too kind. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we, we appreciate that. And uh, along with Sam and supporting us monthly. So yeah, guys are far too kind and too loyal. So we appreciate that. Uh, you can also, of course, as we mentioned at the top of the program, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the pod tower and uh, get our full catalog over there. Like the videos when they get posted, that helps us uh, somewhat also. And then of course it uh, also helps our friends over at watchtower database and Tim talk who have content listed on that same channel. So uh, subscribe there, like the videos, check that out. We greatly appreciate it. And of course, uh, time's running out, but you can probably pick up a shirt or a mug or a hat at dcaureview.com and click on the store tab, uh, get it for a, a gift for the holidays if you want to, or post holidays or for any days, like whatever. Uh, you can support it that way if you want to grab some merch. Liam, next week we will be reviewing a, another episode uh, of the DCAU, of course, but uh, we are leaving dakota decembers uh for for now at least as we will be uh taking a trip back to the red blood skies of gotham city for a special detour a holiday detour as we uh just happened to land almost as if we planned it that way on our very next episode uh being holiday themed at least as uh we cover another episode of batman the animated series next week that's right. It's uh, we're coming home for Christmas, so to speak, here as we'll be going back to Batman the Animated Series and covering the next episode in production order. That being, of course, bullet for bullet. Well, there you go. Wouldn't you know it? We planned it out so perfectly. So that'll be fun. And then uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we'll be taking Christmas weekend off. 
uh, we may or may not have something as a, as a little special gift for you uh, around the holiday, but uh, we will not have a full episode Christmas week. We'll remind you of that next week also. So uh, don't keep refreshing your, uh, your <laughs> podcast feeds on Christmas or Christmas weekend. Uh, spend time with your family instead, and then we'll be back on New Year's Eve with, uh, with a new episode. But uh, excited to cover Bullet for Bullet, Liam. That's a, a legendarily fun episode from my recollection, and uh, looking forward to taking a peek back. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm, I'm excited to look at it with you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's an episode that won an Emmy for its soundtrack specifically. So uh, very much looking forward to discussing that and the great music of Shirley Walker as well as uh, our first time going back to uh, Batman the Animated Series uh, since, uh, of course, the passing of Kevin Conroy last month. So I think it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be emotional. It'll be, uh, it'll be one not to be missed uh, if I could keep it on horns for a second here. But it's going to be a lot of fun and a good way to, uh, to ring in the holiday season absolutely can't wait but until then i'm cal and i'm liam and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the dc bye bye